This is the Italian Citizenship Podcast, hosted by Marco Permunian and Rafael Di Furia. Hello and welcome to the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I am Rafael Di Furia here in Italy with the head of the U.S. Office of Italian Citizenship Assistance, Marco Permunian, and we are here for our second installment of this project. And last time we spoke a little bit about Italian citizenship by descent. And we also touched on the subject of applying at a consulate in the United States. But there is also the possibility of applying for Italian citizenship in directly in Italy. And there are actually, in my opinion, a huge amount of benefits to doing it here in Italy if you're able to do it. Um, but just to quickly recap what we spoke about last time about uh, being eligible for Italian citizenship, for sure, check out that episode and that will maybe help you understand some of what we're going to talk about today in, in this episode. Um, but basically, a person who is eligible for Italian citizenship would be eligible because their ancestor came from Italy and was able to pass down Italian citizenship to each next generation and each generation following was able to pass it down to the next generation. But for more details about that, be sure to check out our last episode. But today, applying in Italy versus applying in America, a, a consulate anywhere, UK, wherever it may be, one big, huge thing that I think really does keep people from applying uh, can be the wait times. So in Italy, would you say the same thing applies as far as wait times for appointments and processing times? So applying in Italy for Italian citizenship is, first of all, a much more fun process. Because you get to, you know, come to Italy to experience the country. Exactly. Live it. <laughs> and the benefit is that it is a much more expedite process. So if you are really in a rush and what and want to get Italian citizenship as soon as possible, probably you should consider the application in Italy. Under Italian law, people of Italian descent are allowed to go to Italy and start the citizenship process there. And they're also allowed to remain in the country for as long as the citizenship process takes. I think that's actually one thing to clarify a little bit is that in general, for people who are not of Italian descent, to be able to come to Italy, you're very much restricted on how you're able to come and the amount of time that you're able to come. But if you are someone of Italian descent coming to apply for Italian citizenship, the the rules ch change a little bit. You're in a different category because while you do arrive on that tourist visa, the way that you're actually able to stay in the country for a longer period of time or to even just be in the country period are, is a little bit different. So maybe do you want to explain a little bit how that works? Like how does the Italian, how do you arrive in the country and get started with the basic pieces of the puzzle? The first step is of course, understanding if you qualify for citizenship and if you do qualify, getting all the documents to support your citizenship application, which are the same documents that you would gather for your application at the consulate, more or less. What would be the more or less? Let's say that normally Italian consulates require more documentation because they are more familiar with the process, so they require extra documents. Whereas if you apply in Italy, because you deal with clerks 
in municipalities, which normally are small municipalities, those clerks are more flexible, so they require less documents to show. So even though it's technically the same set of rules, the way that they play within those rules sounds like it's a little bit different. Yeah, let's say the consulates are much more picky and demanding. Whereas in Italy, also because they're less familiar with the process, they just require very basic documents. Mm -hmm. So uh, would you say all places in Italy where you can apply, this would be the case? Or are there places that are also picky? So I would definitely choose a municipality that is small versus a big municipality, but still a municipality that is familiar enough with the process so that they still at least know what to do when you show up with your documents. Right, because one thing um, that is also like important to consider is that in Italy, a lot of clerks don't even know that this is possible or that it's legal. Or like I've heard of cases and stories of people who've gone to a place and they had to actually sit there and explain to the clerk that yes, this is legal, yes, this is possible. And the clerk just laughed in their face because they thought, how can an American or how can a British person come to this country and actually be an Italian citizen? That's ridiculous. Then they went back in the back, looked through the books and talked to a superior, found out, oh yeah, this actually can happen. Yeah, unfortunately that happens and you do not want to deal with a municipality like that because they're just going to waste your time. So right. you probably want to go to a small municipality where clerks are familiar enough with the process to help you out. But how would a person pick a comune that is maybe more familiar with the process or more able to be familiar with the process? That is a good question. So you probably want to rely on a service provider or a law firm. Who, like Italian Citizenship Assistance. Exactly, that have a relationship with a comune so that basically knows how the comune works with people coming to apply for citizenship. Or if you don't want to rely on a service provider, you just want to make sure beforehand, before you go to Italy, that the comune is going to be familiar enough with the process to be able to assist you. For sure, you want to avoid big municipalities like or big cities like Milan or Rome because instead of dealing with one office and one person, you have to deal with three offices and three people, three different people. And also part of the problem, I think, is that they're not just processing citizenship by descent requests, Yure Sanguinis requests, but they're also, these clerks that are doing these um, applications are also processing every other different kind of request or even requests that have nothing to do with citizenship. Exactly. Bigger towns are going to have a higher volume of requests. It's just probably best to avoid them and go to a smaller town where clerks have to focus on a smaller amount of work. Right. So like, I mean, for example, Milan, they're, like this is a, a hotspot or Florence. People really want to go there, and um, it's not just people who are of Italian descent, but people from all parts of the world and all descents possible are interested in these 
major hubs. So uh, I would assume that even if you went just outside of those towns, like rather than going to the main center, um, that it would make a big difference in that way. Yeah, I would for sure avoid cities like Milan or Florence or even Venice. I've heard really? terrible experiences. And in my opinion, it is even worse than applying at the busiest consulate because when you apply at the consulate, you know, it's just a one-time meeting where you submit all the documents to support your citizenship application. Whereas when you apply in Italy, the process is made up several steps. And if you apply in a small municipality, you can take care of all of those steps with one person in one office. Whereas if you go to Milan, you're going to have to deal with a person to establish residency and then with a different person to apply for citizenship. So yeah, just small towns. Because that's something that I noticed when I moved here to Rovigo, um, the place where uh, the Italian citizenship uh, assistance offices are based here in Italy, um, that when I changed my residence to this town, it was much simpler than in other places that I've been to, other places that I've heard about. I just went to the Comune even already after having been recognized as an Italian citizen. And everything was organized through one person at the Comune. I didn't have to go to um, the police for a separate um, time to schedule a, a check. It just was done right there. Yeah, and Rovigo is even, it's not a small town. It's like a medium-sized town. Yeah. So yeah, in the end, I would definitely suggest a town which is not too small because you know there's nothing to do in right. small towns but, but rovigo like i think it offers it, a lot of things it, it, that's actually one thing like i made a video on my youtube channel about this about how i've that's one of the reasons why i came here is because it's a nice balance it's not too big and not too small it's in the middle of nowhere but it's still very accessible to get to Bologna, Venice, Padua, even Milan and Rome. Like you can be from here to the center of Rome in just under three hours. And so it's a really nice place to experience Italy, go through the process of Italian citizenship. I didn't personally go through the process here or, or with Italian citizenship assistance, but to have a place where you can be and live rather than going to a small comune out in the middle of nowhere and really have no shops, no cafes, nothing, I think that would be a tough time and really could potentially even be emotionally a rough situation. But I mean, Rovigo itself, I'm going on a bit of a tangent here because I just happen to have fallen in love with this town. But um, what is another part of the process that really you would say is very different in Italy rather than in America or the UK at a consulate? So as I said before, the process in Italy is much more different than the process in the US, even if it can be more fun. Um, in the US, when you apply at the consulate, you go to your appointment, you drop off all the documents, it's a very brief interview, and you just wait. When you go to Italy, you have to arrive in the country as a tourist, so the law does not require that you get any visa. You can just enter the country as a tourist. And then um, the law allows you to establish residency, which is an Italian concept. Yeah, it's very different in the States because in Italy, you it's required when you move to a place to actually register with the municipality, whereas in the States, you just move, you arrive, finished. Exactly. So in Italy, 
you have to register and normally people who are Italian citizens or people in Italy on a visa mm-hmm. whereas tourists cannot do that right but people who are of Italian descent who want to apply for citizenship in Italy mm-hmm. they're allowed to register as residents as soon as they arrive really with the purpose of applying for Italian citizenship uh, okay so then even though because normally if you want to come to actually live in Italy you have to take care of this before you even arrive in the country. I know for work visas um, and for student visas, I think as well, you have to take care of this in your country of, of origin or at least of residence. Otherwise, because there's no other way to take care of it while you're here. Exactly. Instead for people applying for citizenship, once they are in Italy and once they have applied for residency and applied for citizenship, they can get a permission of stay which will allow them to continue residing in the country for as long as the citizenship process takes. Uh huh. And are there any major restrictions on what you're able to do with that, or do you pretty much have free reign of the country? Okay, so the only, I'd say the major restriction is that you cannot work until you get Italian citizenship. So that permission of stay only allows you to... Physically just actually be in the country be in the country but not work so and you just wait for citizenship to go through which if you're lucky can take just a few months but then when it actually comes to the processing of this yure sanguini citizenship by descent request is there anything that changes on the back end is there any communication do they have to talk to consulates in america to confirm who you are like how do they know you are who you say you are okay they actually have to during the process, get in touch with consulates in America. And that's one of the main reasons why the process takes so long in Italy. Even though it's shorter, exactly. relatively speaking. Because potentially it could take one day, but it takes a few months because the Comune has to contact the consulates in the US with jurisdiction over where the documents originated. So they need to make sure that neither you nor anyone in your Italian line ever renounced their Italian citizenship, which normally never happens. It's just a formality, but they have to. So basically, like you're saying, like if your family arrived in Boston and they have their documents would have been issued in Boston, like marriage certificates, birth certificates, all of that, in that case, because most of the documents, we'll just say as an example, rather than a family who moved around a lot, uh, like was the case with my family, if they had stayed there and uh, your Italian ancestor got married in Boston, had their children in Boston, and say if it's your grandfather, your father, down to you, um, you would only require documents from that region, from that jurisdiction, I should say. And so the Italian comune municipality here in Italy would only have to be in contact with Boston rather than having to contact DC, for example. Right, which would make the process much faster if they have to contact just one consulate. So they just have to wait for a response from one consulate. And potentially, in a case like this, you could be granted citizenship in just a couple of months. But if, for example, your ancestor did not go straight to Boston, but he spent a few years in New York and he became naturalized in New York, which is something that I see a lot. So if there is even one document issued somewhere else, then the Comune would have to be in contact with two consulates. 
Boston and New York, which will make the process a little bit longer. Is that because that they do one and wait for the next one, or do they send out those requests at the same time and it just depends on the consulate? No, they're sent at the same time, but of course when you have to deal with more entities, right. it's more likely that one of them will more not be cooks in the kitchen, responsive. more complications. Uh, exactly, so it's much easier to deal with one. And do you ever find that sometimes uh, um, uh, a consulate may not be so responsive? Yeah, we're actually, have a client uh, in Rovigo who has been waiting for a couple of months, more than expected, uh, to hear from the New York City consulate because somehow they were not receiving emails, which is kind of crazy because like how can a consulate not right. receive email? But Well, I mean, it's normal that the Italian consulates don't respond to emails. That's yeah. not unusual, but to not receive, that's a very strange thing. But you would say this is, this is not normal that this would happen. Yeah, normally the process in Italy is very expedite. So I think this actually brings us back to kind of one of the bigger benefits of applying in Italy is because in the US or any consulate anywhere in the world, you have to not anywhere. There are a few consulates, but most of the people who are listening to this podcast won't be dealing with those pod, uh, with, with those consulates. Um, but in general, you do have to make an appointment in advance, like we spoke about last time. Um, whereas when you apply in Italy, that's not the case. Or are, are there ever times that you do have to make an appointment? No, that's the advantage of applying in Italy. You go with your documents and you apply for citizenship. So. If you live in a jurisdiction where the consulate has a long wait time in the US, for example, you better make an appointment in advance. But if you're applying in Italy, you don't need to plan anything. You just need to make sure that you'll have a place to live uh, in Italy, but that's it. You can just walk in and apply for citizenship at the town hall. So potentially, like you could get off the plane and as long as you have enough set up ahead of time, you could walk from the plane to the municipality and like just get the process started exactly yes so okay so that's i mean that's a huge thing because i know people who've been waiting for a couple of years to just have their first appointment but having the ability to just walk in and start the process that's great this cuts down probably half of the time of the total yeah. process because one thing to consider is that you have to wait for the initial appointment and then there's also the processing time on top whereas just applying in italy it's just processing time. Exactly. That you don't even have to That's wait. Great. So during this process, um, you are allowed to stay in Italy, and this uh, permission of stay that you receive, permesso di soggiorno, for the um, process of Italian citizenship, um, in a tessa. In attesa di cittadinanza. Okay, in attesa, I can't even say it. Citizenship in Italian is such a difficult word it's for me difficult, to pronounce. It's difficult, yes, I know. It's like a tongue twister. <laughs> <laughs> I could sometimes say it, but not important anyway. So you can actually remain in Italy indefinitely during this process and have that time to explore Italy. But I know there are a lot of people who would be also interested to explore other parts of Europe, and that's part of the... Uh, one of the reasons why a lot of people may be interested in having an Italian passport or even an ID card is to be able to explore other areas in Europe. Are there any restrictions on that exploration during the citizenship process? Yes. So, of course, after you're a citizen of the European Union of Italy, which is a European country, you can do whatever you like. So right. you can go to other countries and stay potentially indefinitely. But during the citizenship process, the permission of stay that they give you only allows you to reside in Italy. 
which means that if you go to another European country, you are considered as a tourist. So you can only stay in the other European country or countries for a limited amount of time, after which you have to go back to Italy. So as an American, you can stay just for 90 days every 180 days. It doesn't mean that you have to stay for three months and then leave for three months. You can also stay for two months and then you gain the month that so it's just within the six month window that you can only have a maximum total accumulated time of three months. But that doesn't apply to being able to stay in Italy, of course, of if you're course. applying for a citizenship. If here. you're applying for citizenship, once you are given the permission of stay, which is something that you apply for within your first 90 days, uh, once you have that, you can stay in Italy indefinitely. So basically until the process finishes, Italy is not a question for how long you can stay here. Exactly. It's just you can't work and you can travel around Europe, but just only as an American. So there is that limit. But that changes definitely when you become an Italian citizen. You don't even need a passport to travel around the European Union uh, and other Schengen countries because not all of the countries in the EU are um, part of the Schengen Accords um, and not, uh, but there are countries who are part of the Schengen area, but not a part of the EU. It's a, there's crossover between. It's confusing. It's, it's a very confusing thing. I, I, I have a very rough understanding of it myself, but let's skip ahead to, because we've already touched on this, uh, what actually happens towards the end of the process? Like what are those final steps? Is there anything that you have to do or is it just a waiting game? So it's mainly a waiting game, meaning that after all of the consulates that have been contacted by the municipality have responded to the municipality, confirming that neither yourself nor any of your Italian ascendants have ever renounced their Italian citizenship, the cleric will be ready to grant citizenship to you. And they do, they do it by having the mayor sign a document, which we can call citizenship decree. So it's like a document signed by the mayor that say you are now an Italian citizen. And as we were saying uh, the other time, um, it's a document that actually says you've always been an Italian citizen since your birth. So it's recognizing your citizenship status at birth. And from that moment, you can apply for an Italian passport. At that like moment where they recognize you, do they just hand you um, this paper or and do you get it from the clerk or does the mayor give it to you? How, how does that work? They do it in different ways. Sometimes the clerk calls you in mm -hmm. to pick up the document mm -hmm. in person. Some other times they will mail it to you to your home address. The home address that you've made here in Italy. In Italy, yes. Because and you have to actually be residing in Italy during this process. Exactly. For the majority of the time. So like you could take these vacations, for example. Yeah, residency is a flexible concept, so you can move, but you have to keep in mind that you are a resident of Italy. So as long as basically Italy is home, quote, exactly. with air quotes. It's not normal that the mayor would give this paper to you. Normally, it's the citizenship clerk that gives you the document, mm -hmm. and then you can apply for a passport. And so it's just straight that day. Is it more normal though that you would get the identity card first? Does that help you to get the passport or can you just go straight for the passport? Okay, that's a good question. If you're applying for citizenship in Italy, you may wanna get an Italian ID as soon as you get Italian citizenship because to apply for the Italian passport from within Italy, you need an Italian ID. 
But if you're planning on going back to the US right after you have been granted citizenship, you can do that. And once you are back in the States, you can register with the AIRE, which is the Registry of Italian Citizens Residing Abroad. Um, you just have to show the consulate that you were granted citizenship. Mm -hmm. And once you are registered with the AIRE, then you can apply for a passport through the local Italian consulate. So in that case, you, applying for an ID is not really necessary. Mm -hmm. Applying in Italy, unless you want to. Personally, my opinion, I would say can't hurt to have yeah. it. And it's probably better. It's a fun It's, it's fun nice. To have. Yeah, a lot of people like it. Oh, I love mine. I was As soon as I could get one, because I applied outside of Italy, um, of course, so my first document that I got was a passport, but then as soon as I got to Italy, it's like, okay, where's my ID? I want my ID already. And some communities still have the paper ID. Oh, yeah, when I, I, I have a paper one uh, myself, like, because I came just as the, the change was happening, and it's still kind of a weird situation where you can still get the paper one, but they don't really like if you get the paper one. They try to convince you to get the electronic plastic card instead. I do have the paper one. Yeah? Have, yes. So when you get your Italian documents, um, like your Italian ID or your passport, is it different in any way than someone who was born in Italy, or is it the same thing? It's the same thing. You get the same ID, the same passport, and the reason behind that is that you have always been an Italian citizen, so you've just been recognized as an Italian citizen. You went through a process to have the Italian government acknowledge that you hold Italian citizenship since birth. So the ID that you get and the passport that you get is the same as the passport or an ID of someone who was born in Italy. So you're treated the exact same way. There's no difference from a legal standpoint between you being born abroad and someone who's born here, a home-raised, home-bred Italian. But for the upkeep of this, um, is there anything, do you have to actually live in Italy to maintain citizenship or does it not really matter where you are? I mean, I can assume because if your ancestor um, was able to hold their Italian citizenship and pass it on that you, it's, oh, you don't have to live here, or do you? And a lot of people wonder that. Like I'm asked a lot of times, do I have to reside in Italy for a certain period of the time in order not to lose Italian citizenship? And the answer is, you do not have to reside in Italy at all to get to get Italian citizenship or to maintain Italian citizenship. I mean, if you apply in Italy, of course you are living in Italy, but after that you could leave and never come back and just maintain your citizenship for the rest of your life and pass it on to your children and grandchildren. Or if you have applied at the consulate and never visited Italy, you can get citizenship and never lose it even if you're not planning on going to Italy. So like you get your citizenship at a consulate in America, never step foot in Italy, let alone Europe. It's not going to cancel anything. It's just, it is. Ryan. It's, it's, it's pretty nice to be able to just hold on to it, even if it's something to pass on that legacy of that bloodline of yours, this thing that you clearly take pride in if you're going through this process, even if it's a minimal amount of pride and you're just looking for that way to get around and travel in a different way um, on a different passport to remain in Europe. But I think it's a very interesting way of connecting you to your ancestry or even your descendants to your ascendants and being that um that connection that 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 chain that link in the chain that has made that difference in 
potentially an unborn child's life to be able to have that option to be in Italy, be in another European Union nation, or to remain in the country of birth where they have always been. Right. So I think this is maybe a good place to wrap up for this week. Um, and if you are interested, of course, in seeing more content like this, be sure that you are subscribed to this YouTube channel. And for future updates about when we will be uploading more of these, be sure that you also like the Italian Citizenship Assistance Facebook page. The link, of course, will be down below. And if you have any requests for any content of things that you're maybe interested in or curious about that have to do with Italian citizenship, I think that would be great for us to know. And maybe we'd be able to answer it in a future episode. So leave that down below in the comments section. And of course, thank you again for joining us on the Italian Citizenship Podcast presented by ItalianCitizenshipAssistance.com. I'm Raffaello Di Furia and this is Marco Permunian and we will see you all next time. Have a great one. Mm-hmm.